As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hear that podcast growling? All right, welcome to the latest edition of Hear That Podcast Ground. It's the walkout here with you after the Bengals win. Bengals win 31 to 20 over the Tennessee Titans. I mean, of course. I mean, I gotta. There's a lot, Jay. I'll, I'll I'll just start here. I mean, I feel like everyone was just sort of waiting for it to fall apart in the fourth quarter, right? I mean, everybody's just waiting to see. Okay, how is they gonna do this this week? How are they gonna find a way to lose this? Outside of that not happening, this game went like a lot of games have gone recently for the Bengals. They 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 looked like the same team, except instead of. Uh, immense, heartbreaking, gut punch collapse. It's game ends, and and the, and the the team that was the best today won. It's it's kind of remarkable when you when you think of it that way. It really is, and it's I mean, upsets happen, and and we you know the indie game I thought was going to be super low scoring, it was high scoring. Games don't always play out the way you expect, but I'm not sure I've been as as surprised at an outcome as I was this one not because Tennessee is that great um, but just having four of the five offensive linemen I mean they thought not available and then they find out it's five of five um, this morning when (laughs) Michael Jordan wakes up sick and can't play and yet they they don't give up a single sack they run the ball pretty efficiently I mean that that was just that was remarkable. I, I didn't think they had a chance to to have that kind of offensive performance with with all those backups on the offensive line and defense found a way to get stops when they needed them. And yeah, you're right. It was it was similar to so many other games except this one they finished. Yeah, they enough. They had a big enough lead that uh, <laughs> there were there were a few drives in there certainly where you're like, oh, here we go. Here the thing is happening, uh, but. And then what would happen? It would be 
Joe Burrow would have the answer as we have you you wrote about this last week you know it just he's got this rebuttal game to himself you know that is just whenever you need it he'll give it to you and he you know they they had eight of their 11 opening day starters either inactive or on IR today it was Joe Burrow uh AJ Green and Tyler Boyd that's it from who they had as their opening day starters the vision um and one of them, the name Joe Burrow is the one that mattered because he just, he continues to make plays. He continues to evolve. And you see his stats 26 of 37 for 249, you know, 6.7 yards per attempt, a couple of touchdowns, no picks, though maybe there should have been one, but this is another story. 70% completion, you know, it on a day where the wind was gusting, I mean, up in the 30 mile per hour range plus, I mean, it was. You, hard to throw the ball down the field. So what do they do? Quick passing game. Get it out of your hands. Use that as part of the running game. Get something going with the running game up the middle. Make plays when you had to. Burrow magic on third down was just over and over again, whether it's making guys miss in the backfield or it's keeping his eyes up and throwing a ball up to T. Higgins or to Tyler Boyd when he's not looking till he turns around at the last second or whatever. It was just Joe Burrow making plays and making the right reads and completing passes when they had them and not trying to be too much on a day where they didn't have a lot. And it turned out to be a great game plan. I mean, it, they turned out to work it to perfection and never really let the game get that far in doubt. What I'm writing tonight, and and I think is kind of the theme of this, is just the offense struggled earlier in the season for a number of reasons, the offensive line and all that being part of it. But as it's evolved, these last three weeks, quietly under the like deluge of jokes and how are they going to blow it and just disgusting losses, is this offense is turning into the vision of what they had when they turned in the card that said Joe Burrow's name on it. it. This is what they had in mind. It's versatile. It's dynamic. It can do different things. And Burrow can go win you games because he makes the right play so many times. And I think that is, to me, the biggest big picture thing to come out of today is th- this offense is doing it. They're figuring it out, and they're young, and it's not going to be changing for a long time, only for the better, you would think. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting in the postgame. Um, someone asked, I believe it was Giovanni Bernard, about Burrow's growth from week one to week eight. And he basically said there hasn't been any. He came in with an incredible understanding of this offense from the offseason. He came in with this just this great knowledge of football and, and how to play the position and, and confidence. And really the only thing that's different now is – He's more comfortable with the guys around him. And we saw that, that, that third, that huge game ceiling conversion. I mean, there, I don't know if he may, I don't know if he throws that ball in week one or week two and lets Auden Tate go up, climb the ladder and make a ridiculous catch. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's amazing where he's at for eight games into his career. But I thought that was really interesting that Giovanni Bernard said he hasn't seen that much growth because he's been great from the get-go. It's just that things are meshing better now because you get to know guys. You 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 learn tendencies and, and all that little nonverbal co- co- communication that goes on just from being with guys day after day after day. Let's take a quick break before we move on and uh, hear from a sponsor. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. There's a, there's a number of plays like that today where you just saw contested catches and throwing to to certain spots where he knows only that guy can get it. I mean, they they every, it seemed like every play was some sort of contested catch that was thrown to just the right spot and was a great catch by whether it's A.J. Green or T. Higgins or Tate, as you mentioned, who had a, a lot of winning plays um, today, particularly on third down. And that's it's just part of them figuring out what works, I think. And I think that's part of development for the play caller understanding that um, and the offense executing it and learning how to play with an offensive line that has its issues. And then when the offensive line doesn't have issues, partially that's a nod to Tennessee not being a very good pass rushing team. Uh, But still, that said, I mean, you've got dudes, Quentin Spain just coming in. Billy Price found out at 9.55 that Quentin Spain was, you know, that Michael Jordan wasn't going to be playing next to him. And then Quentin Spain just shows up next to him in the second series. The dude's been here for 36 hours. Like they're just like, hey, roll with it. I mean, you're just never going to see anything like this before. But when you have a guy that is has this kind of chemistry with his receivers, it's it's something special. I mean, it it is, and I, I think this is the this is the base. This is what it's supposed to be, and this is kind of what it has been looking like. If you just take everything else out of it, just focus on the offense, the stats that they're putting up. Their drive percentage, their points per drive, the last three weeks, really the last five, if you you know you got to put in that that Baltimore clunker. When I mean, you know they didn't, they didn't they had a couple games they haven't even really punted, you know. And then today they just get up by a bunch. They're just doing whatever they want, uh, you know. That it, it just seems like they're a scary team to play right now. They're you know you're going to be in a battle to the end at the very least. Yeah, they find a way to lose a lot of these games, but you know you're in a battle to the end, and you know you're in a quarterback that makes all the winning plays back there, and their offense is catching fire and becoming pretty confident in itself. I mean, that's that's a pretty scary thing to face, I think, if you're another team, and you wouldn't think about anybody ever feeling scared about playing this team, but I do think you can see that rounding into shape, at least specifically on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to... I don't want to say they were lucky because they earned this win. It wasn't lucky, but they were really fortunate that the, the win situation, I mean, that was going to be their game plan anyhow. Um, short passes, get the ball out quick because of the offensive line. And then it just so happened to turn out that that was the, the ideal scheme for that kind of weather and throwing in. We saw a couple passes get knocked down. We saw punts get knocked down, kickoffs, those kind of things. Um, everything just kind of aligned for them. But but you're right. You look at the second half of the season, and the schedule does get a little easier. And teams are they they're going to have to win shootouts if they're going to beat the Bengals. I mean, it's it's not a stretch because the defense still isn't great. But you, I don't think we're going to see another twenty-seven to three game like we saw in Baltimore. I know Pittsburgh's got a great defense. There's some other teams they play that have good defenses. 
I don't see any team holding Burrow and this offense down like that the rest of the year. Yeah, we'll definitely find out after the bye with Pittsburgh because if there is right. one, that's the one. Um, and they look legit. I mean, they're seven and zero after beating the Ravens today. Um, there's no, no doubt there. Um, here, here's a question: Did has Giovanni Bernard done enough to earn more time, even when Joe Mixon is back? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> We've always known it. everybody says he's little and um, kind of has that that reputation of you know kind of being the the change of pace guy. But I mean he he is a a good runner between the tackles and he is dependable. I mean rarely do you see him make mistakes and he, you saw it again today. I'm sticking his nose in there and and chipping guys and picking up rushers and just I mean he just does everything right and. Um, Joe Burrow talking about how Giovanni like kind of gives these little talks before every game. Um, he, I, he means an awful lot to this team. And, and Zach mentioned it, how, how proud he was of, of Billy Price, all the struggles he's been through. He gets his chance today. He gets a game ball because he's done everything right. Giovanni Bernard is the exact same. He has never once complained about that, that reduced role. Um, even when it's been obvious that he could help this team and they, they, they've not used him very much. Um, I, I think what we've seen these last two weeks, I, I do think once Joe Mixon comes back, we're going to, we're going to see Gio in that mix a little more often than just the final two minutes of the first half and the, the final two, three minutes of the game when, when he's in there in, in pass pro and blitz pickup type situations. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's a coincidence that they've had some of their better pass protecting days with him, the one that's in there most of the time. I mean, you know, there's just, we, we don't, you know, with the things that you see that you understand that, you know, when you're watching running back is the stuff that Joe Mixon is great. And Joe Mixon is a fantastic player. This is not about Joe Mixon. I try not to have that conversation. He's, he's obviously a great running back. You want him touching the ball a lot. He's insanely dynamic, all those things. But we don't we don't know, you know, it's not obvious to everyone if Joe Mixon is supposed to chip and go out and doesn't or runs the wrong route or doesn't see the blitz coming from the right spot and doesn't pick it up or any of that stuff. Like we we don't know the amount of error that is in there. I do know that I have been told since the first time I ever asked this staff and I've been told this over and over again, Giovanni Di- Bernard is an absolutely dynamic pass protector. And that to me is knowing your assignment, always executing your assignment. And they're asking a lot of those guys right now because Lord knows they need them to help uh, with what this line is. And I again, you go back and you look at he can make enough plays. He's not as dynamic as Joe Mixon when he catches the ball or runs with it, but few are. But if you're doing everything right, particularly with the way this offense runs, you can make arguments that a guy like Gio is maybe a better fit for what they're doing as much as they throw it. And, you know, that doesn't mean that it's, you're suddenly going to see Joe Mixon get demoted or something like that. But I think you could certainly see more instances of a series sprinkled in for Gio like we kind of saw for Samaje Pirine even today coming in where it's like maybe one or two one series a half or something where he's just the guy for that series plus the role he does in two minute and in third down the other thing is it doesn't have to be either or 
I mean, yeah. as much four and five wide as they use, you can get both of those guys on the field at the same time. We've seen them do it a, a couple times this year, and usually it ends up being a pretty good play. And it's not, it doesn't have to be Joe in the backfield and Geo out wide. We've seen them split Joe out wide before. You can put Joe out in the slot or put him out wide, let Geo stay in the backfield. He can pick up the blitz. I mean, there's so much you can do it with, and have both of those guys on the field at the same time. Um, I, I think we will see more of that in the second half. The other thing you can do with that is we've seen them a lot of them when teams are really keying on a run up the middle or whatever, they've run these, you know, the, the, the jet sweep or the reverses. We saw a bunch of them today. What if Joe Mixon is the guy running that? What if Joe Mixon is in the role of T Higgins on, you know, when they run the jet sweep around and you have G? I mean, I'm just saying there are a lot of uh, creative options that you can do in in those types of situations uh, to keep people off balance. You know who does that a lot? San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> does a lot of creative stuff like that in the running game that keeps teams off balance. Um, you know, that's a Shanahan staple and that's part of what got him to the Super Bowl. Um I think utilizing both for what their strengths are is a is a is an idea that you have to think that maybe this clicks some lights on that they can spend some extra time during the bye week devising ways to use both of these guys to their strengths a little bit more. Before we move on, let's take a quick break. There are I mean, let's talk about the defense. They're going to get overshadowed on it because there's just so many ridiculous storylines on the offensive side of the ball with the offensive line being the main one. But look, maligned, uh, Lou Anarumo on the hot seat, two disastrous performances back-to-back. A Titans team comes in with an incredible running game and a super efficient passer, and they've been running it up on a lot of people this year. And for the most part, until a couple of late drives at the end as they're in comeback mode, which, as Jesse Bates said, we still struggle with, uh, <laughs> which was apparent. Until then, they were they had a great day. They made the plays when they had to have them. Uh, they they you know they, it wasn't a thing where they were dominant, and you're like wow. But they made big plays when they had to have them. Got stops enough, and kept the Titans off the board and you got to give them credit because Lord knows that everybody was thinking that it was going to another week of this would have had a lot of interesting decisions and conversations and things being said about this defense over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, seven points through three quarters and then everybody hates the prevent prevent defense, but that's how you have to play when, when you're up 24 seven in the fourth quarter, you're going to play back and you're going to let them get stuff underneath and you're going to let them march down the field. Um, that I, I, I thought it was more impressive what they did in quarters one through three than it was discouraging what they did in that fourth quarter. And you're right about the big plays. I mean, first drive of the game, first and goal, and Jesse Bates gets the pick in the end zone. Huge play. Uh, there was a third down where Logan Wilson gets a sack. This team has had what one sack in the last three games. Um, they, they find a way to get off the field there. It, it wasn't dominating. and it, it wasn't a total shutdown by any means. But if you can step up and make plays like that, um, really, Von Bell with the, the interception that should have kind of sealed the game and 
Carl Lawson lined up off sides. That was a huge play um, that didn't count, but but should have, and it, that really should have salted it away right there. It, it was, and Von Bell has struggled in coverage, and he really played well today. Um, had a had a big pass breakup. Really, he had two a near interception where the ball hit the ground. Then he had the interception that that did count until the penalty. Um, just just a lot to be encouraged about on, on that side of the ball. Yeah, and they, I mean they've got a long way to go. I mean, you know, but you look at a few answers starting to come back. Sam Hubbard will be back um, at some point. We'll see where he's. We'll be checking in with him after the bye. Um, that will be a huge lift that they so badly need. They just need somebody that can get after the passer a little bit, and, and Sam can do that because it's it's Carl Lawson or Blitz at this point is all they've got. You know, it's like that. There's nobody else is even getting close to getting home, um, but. You add that, I mean, if the defense can start to play with some bit of, you know, resistance and find some bit of finish, I mean, the offense is showing you. Like, Joe Burrow will go win you games. He will go win it for you. And I think there's a confidence in that. When you talk about having to learn how to finish, it's, you know how they learn how to finish? Let Joe kill him. Let Joe end it. And they did that a multiple times today where they had the opportunity in big spots where you could talk about running out the clock or what are they going to do to try to end this thing. Let Joe do it. Throw it to Tate. Throw it on third down in the red zone a couple of times for touchdowns. Fourth and four. Let Joe somehow get protected for eight seconds and find a way to find T. Higgins back across the middle of the field. Let Joe Burrow kill him. And you need a finishing move, right? I We have well played Mortal Kombat. I play Mortal Kombat. Finish him, right? And they're standing there, and you hit the button codes. It's ABC, up, up, down, around. And then you, like, rip their heart out or whatever it is, right? The Bengals need a code. They need their Mortal Kombat finish him code, and it's 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 uh, nine. Is what it's what it is, and that you know that's important because we've talked all year about this team without the killer instinct, without knowing how to finish, and I think they're learning. Just you know, just just let Burrow do it because he keeps doing it because he can do it and he's good at it. He is good at it, and I think he relishes it, and that's what the great ones have. And uh, now we're not going to get out of control. And turn this into a you know a total you know hug fest here uh, for a team that is two five and one. But when you consider the nature of their losses, the competitiveness with which they've played, and how dominant offensively they have looked as they've kind of gotten themselves together here and gotten all these pieces playing together, and what their schedule looks like the final seven games of the season. You know, we we, we kind of laugh. You hear him in post game. I mean, we got we can rattle off a bunch of wins. You know, you know, for a team that's got two two all year, uh, they can. I mean, when you look at the schedule, if they play like this, if this if if you have the offense rolling like this, and, and you go down a schedule that includes the three fourths of the NFC East, uh, in Miami and Houston, and uh, you know what I mean, like it, it, and then some home games against your division rivals. Um. Yeah, they can rattle off some some wins and and really gain all the momentum that you wanted to get out of this year. That's all in front of them. They had. We talked a lot about this five game stretch. God, how big was getting this one today? Because they put themselves with their back against the wall, losing those last two. They had to find some way to hold on for dear life during this five game stretch. And getting this one today was exactly what they needed to salvage it a little bit. 
Yeah, because whether it was getting blown out or whether it would have been blowing a, a lead again, I mean, one six and one at the bye would have been a disaster. I mean, you would start wondering about there would be questions. Is the is this the right coaching staff? Is there are a lot of questions. This this was a huge win, and it's it's funny you talked about not getting ahead of yourself. I I literally laughed out loud driving to the stadium this morning. I heard uh, the a commercial for three 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 seat the ticket broker, <laughs> and they they did the crazy stupid cheap thing, and then it was come see future Hall of Famer Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're on to something. <laughs> Maybe they're on to something. Yeah, I mean he's uh. He's playing well. We'll have a lot more on Joe Burrow coming up here uh, in the next week. Reminder, uh, this week, Wednesday, is going to be the Hear That Podcast Growling because we're in the the bye week, and trading deadline is on Tuesday. So on Wednesday morning, we will have HTPG up for you, and then everybody can enjoy the weekend off and watching other games. And then on Monday, November 9th, we will be back with Hear That Podcast Growling, the Burrow-sode. We're going all in on all things Joe Burrow's first half. Much more to come on that. I hope I think you guys will enjoy it. So anyway, uh, Bengals win 31 to 20 over the Titans and uh, head into the bye week and trading deadline. We will see as far as that goes. You know, I think keep an eye on John Ross uh, getting dealt potentially. But outside of that, I don't see any moves happening for those that are thinking something big. Uh, I would be I would be surprised if something besides John Ross happened. I guess you never know, uh, but uh, I don't I don't foresee them trading anybody else at this point. So, on that note, uh, we'll get out of here. Well, thanks everybody for listening to the walkout. Hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we will talk to you on Wednesday on here that podcast ground. Have a good one, everybody. 